to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, and I'm drinking this evening with my boy Frank down in Austin. Hey, Brian, the uh, oldest podcast, beer podcast, probably in Texas as we're sitting here. Sure, we can say that. I mean, I did the math. Let's say, I mean, yeah. I mean, is there anybody that's going to contend? Yeah, no, I did the math. Technically, we're not, but we're definitely funnier than the per- the, the podcast that uh, has, has us beat by a few months. Okay. The oldest comedy podcast. In comedy and beer podcast in North Texas. Beer comedy podcast. Eat it. I haven't checked Austin. I'm sure there's some douchebag in their garage who's been talking about home brewing for like the last decade and a half. And and more power. It's to from them. Austin. It's probably mostly pretentious, not funny. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, we're way funnier than pretentious. The pretentious to funny ratio is. It's in our favor, whatever that is. I don't know how ratios work. I don't want to say the wrong thing. We're just funnier. That's uh, all yeah. that matters. I mean, That's what really matters. Yeah. Frank, what are you drinking this evening on this Brian, beer podcast? You'll be, you'll be happy to hear I'm drinking a mass-produced beer that people shit all over um, from the Stone Brewing Company. Well, people never really shit on Stone. I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, Tropic Thunder, really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Have you had it? I have. Um, it's been a while. But it's I, I it like a, it because it's subtle. It's not overly bitter, not overly anything. It's just it's a good IPA. I like it. Which is rare for a stone beer because most stone beers are abrasive as shit. Yeah. Very like <laughs> I mean their their flagship for the longest time was uh arrogant bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of fitting. So uh Yeah. Give them props on this one though. This is good. And then I'm gonna follow it up with uh Nice, little Burt Macklin on your asses. Nice. I I've been uh, I've been working my way through the other half beers that you left me, and Mm. oh how I appreciate them so very much. (laughs) They're very good. Um, They're very very good. I I do appreciate. I found one that I don't know that you intended to leave behind, but it's an Imperial Berliner Weiss. Yeah, 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 we did. Okay. Um, well, I'm saving that one for when I have a moment to really enjoy it uh, because I know that one is probably pretty hard to find. So I'm going to enjoy that one. Maybe light a candle for myself, draw myself that's a warm the, bath. Sorry. is the, That's not – yeah, 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 no. My wife had the one that was a stout. Yeah, the Berliner Weiss, it was a gift, but I – okay, you know me. Mm-hmm. Not something I'm going to enjoy. So, oh, yeah. I I steered clear, and I figured I would leave it for someone who would actually enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. to me, to me, those beers are just too much. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm expecting a handful. And uh, real quick, uh, the Tropic Thunder that you're drinking is not an IPA. Um, it's just a pale ale. N- it's a lager. <laughs> really? No. Um, okay. huh. All right. Well. So, okay, then it's super bitter. Well, then, uh, I mean, it's, it is stone, so there you go. But yeah, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought that it, from what I remember drinking it, it wasn't 
It wasn't IPA-ish, uh, but I remember thinking that uh, it was kind of out of the out of Stone's wheelhouse or normal, you know, beer lineup. But it's because it's a lager and not a pale ale that they're well. I'm known for very wrong. Uh, if that's the case, I definitely thought, oh, I bought this because it said lager. I remember now. I have a different IPA in the in the in the fridge <clears throat> that I also thought was really good. But yeah, so I guess. Let me rewind. Okay. Yeah. It has a strange bitterness to it that I've never had in the lager. <laughs> uh, no, I love that, man. Uh, I love I love those uh, off the wall, like out of style beers that Stone is known for. Um, this it, one's good, though. Stone Stone, good. I will take an adventure down the unknown path and drink out of out of style because I know they they won't lead me wrong now some like local breweries who are like oh well it's our take on an esb i'm like nope i'm not gonna fucking drink it it's going to be bad like <laughs> if it, yeah if you if you took a take on anything it should be fixing your lager <laughs> yeah. your, your your hot take number one should be get rid of all diacetyl in that yeah. beer and may, maybe then come holler at me uh because Listen, your butter popcorn bitter is not something that i want to taste and i don't want to throw any specific breweries under the bus but denton county brewing company you guys should fix some shit before you start adding fruit to any of your beers. <laughs> um, yeah, that apricot wheat was tough. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not the world's best beer critic, but I did have you just, little sips of each. And mm, yeah, I will tell there was something left to be desired there for your $7 a pint price. They, yeah. Yeah, that is something we didn't discuss uh, when we went to Denton County was the fact that I had a flight and two pints. And I think my total was forty nine dollars. Yeah, uh, that Mrs. was like an eighteen dollar flight. Yeah, at least I think Mrs. Brian might have had a glass of wine in there, but I think that glass of wine was only six dollars. So one that tells you like what quality of wine we're drinking there, but also like what the fuck are we paying for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, like I have no problem dropping money on good beer. Um, I'm all for it. And I'm all for, like, especially spending money at a brewery, you know, uh, give a little back directly to the guys who um, work their work their asses off for you. But uh, make it worth my fucking dollar. Because, I mean, when you yeah. go to Tups and you have a you know, 20-ounce pour of damn fine beers for $5 with for everything they have and, on top. And, listen, You don't have Tup- to worry about those, those pesky heaters getting in the way. <laughs> even, though, even though Tups is a haul and their spot isn't perfect. Yeah. It was a great time. You didn't feel like you got ripped off. Right. Denton County Brewing Company, you're like, okay, I get what you guys are going for here. It's nice in here. This is a cool spot. You got a cool vibe going on, a little microbrewery, kind of like a North by Northwest without food. Yeah. Great. But $7 a beer, you're bare, it better be good yeah. for a pint. And it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was rough. Um, so, well, opposite <laughs> of, of that is what I'm drinking tonight. I am drinking a fan-fucking-tastic beer from Firestone Walker Barrel Works. I am drinking Peachy Bones. It is a wild Saison farmhouse ale fermented with white peaches, and it is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like, it tastes like... Like, the finish is not the super sour uh, that you would, yeah, that you would expect from a lot of their stuff. It Because the base is a Saison... And let's see, ninety-seven. It's finished in ninety-seven percent French oak and three percent American oak barrels for four yeah. months. 
Um, and they have Brett looks to be the biggest, the biggest uh, contributor here. It is not tart. It is not super sour. It is quite crushable. The finish is like knee high, like peach knee high, but like without any of the sweetness. It's got that just nice, nice bright peach flavor and uh, uh, an oaky afterbirth is what I'm getting off of it. Very, okay. very fine, very fine liquid. I'm a, Scott. I'm a big fan of it. And this is one of those beers that like there's a there's a lot of the beers in my cellar that I that are gifts, uh, either, you know, for special occasions or people stop by and just drop off beer. Whether it be at my house or at my desk at work, this happens to be one of the latter. We're just uh, get a little desk drop. Somebody drops by and uh, hands off beer. It's how I got Russian River uh, supplication a couple like a, a month ago. Uh, just a little desk drop. It's kind of like a desk pop, except way way more beer. Yeah, the end result is in demotion and. Yeah, it's uh, less gunfire into a desk and more beer set on top. Well, of the desk. Whoa, 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 whoa! Now, see, now you've exposed yourself as having never watched the movie. I haven't. All right, desk pop, pointed up at the sky, fire shot. Everybody does it first. Desk pop, right? And then you get demoted to uh, doing paperwork and being in the financial crimes unit <laughs> of the department, and uh, you get handed a wooden gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see. Uh, the other guys, such a classic. Such a Brian doesn't want to watch Take it. Take your word for it. Doesn't watch it because of Will Ferrell. That's I, it. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, that's it. can't do it, won't do it. He ruined it. But I will say it's at least it's his least Will Ferrell role. Okay. He's not trying to be obnoxiously funny. He doesn't do blatantly like slapstick jokes. This is this is more of a Michael Scott. Will's like Will Ferrell kind of um, role where he's just he says stuff that uh, yeah it's just hilarious I love it's one of my favorite movies it's so funny (laughs) aim for the bushes (laughs) I I will say the opening sequence of that film is really funny yeah Um, I rock Samuel L Jackson jumping off a fucking building that is ridiculous would you would you say the uh one and a half million dollars in property damage was worth it for thirty thousand dollars worth of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) hey frank i don't know about you but i back the blue so yes 100 percent, it was worth it i don't give a fuck how many people have to kill we got one ounce of drugs off the streets and that cancer patient couldn't smoke marijuana in his own my own uh, hospital room. I think it's a fucking win. It's, it's win the perfect. Win. It's actually one of the perfect segues to one of the things I wanted to bring up tonight. So go ahead. It seems as though I don't. I don't know who. Like maybe modern day demotion at the police precinct is running the social media account. But (laughs) some of the things that get posted just (laughs) blow my mind, right? So (laughs) the the old police department uh, Twitter is every once in a while something sets it ablaze. When it is set ablaze, it's never for good. Okay, no one goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe how quickly they tackled that criminal." (laughs) No, it's always like, "Wow, did you see the way they took down that grandma?" Just got body slammed. Like, what did he steal? Five hundred dollars? Oh God! Too bad it's not ten million. He'd get off with a slap on the wrist. Yeah, literally prison sentence. 
Literally, so, the, the police will take you through a Whataburger drive-thru after you murder an entire church. <laughs> That's real. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, so the Fort Bend County Constable Office, I don't... See, this is where you're kind of getting into like, oh, this is really a sheriff's office. It's not a police station and all that drama. And <clears throat> yeah, I've seen Super Troopers. I know what's up. I've never, well, I've never fully understood what the difference is. And one's at a county I, level, one's at a. Well, I get that. Well, no, and, and then, level. yeah, and then Constable is just <laughs> a, uh, like a go between for some rural areas. I'm just, I'm telling you. They all do the same thing. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, so, sure. If it's, so, if it's brown, it goes down. Shot. That's <laughs> what the fuck they do. That's, that's training manual number one is uh, plausible deniability and shoot everything that's not white twice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. You got you to gotta catch those illegal voters. Sure. So the, uh, yeah, the Fort Bend County Police Department had a real rough time on Twitter this week where they, like, they, they were flexing which is a new term for you, you for us. <laughs> it's new for you. I've been, used... fl- I've been flexing on hose for a minute. Do you not see oh, my God. bottle lineups that I throw out? Yeah. You always wear drip. Oh yeah. Flex on them as well. Drip. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I got the old school drip. Never now and then yeah. hit them with it. <clears throat> not wearing any of that Supreme drip. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Okay. Anyways. So they, <laughs> they, they go to flex on Twitter mm. about a, a traffic stop that they made and it goes, it goes awry. Uh, okay. Yeah, so think. they, they, they have two glass pipes and people, I'm not talking about like crack pipes. I'm talking about the bowl. Like, if you've ever smoked weed, you've smoked out of one of these. They're like, like single hit <laughs> weed pipes. They're not single hit. Yeah, maybe double hitters. No. And then you gotta reload. You're scraping like... the glass after the single. And a grinder, which granted has clearly seen a lot oh, of use. That that motherfucker is <laughs> that was pretty. It, it has seen better days. I've never, I mean, I I understand trying to get the seeds out and whatever, but this has got to be cleaned at some point. There, you're yeah. starting to get residue on residue in this. Frank, I think that's why we would make bad weed smokers. We would spend a lot of time cleaning our equipment rather than <laughs> enjoying it. You know? Worrying about it. Yeah, what's the aroma here? It smells God, like weed. <laughs> I did, did you get the stainless steel grinder? Because that one, you can actually run through the dishwasher. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fr- Frank, I prefer not smoking out of your bowl today. It's it's been a while since he cleaned it yeah that's getting gross anyway so yeah so they posted that and as as you probably assume as a listener the entire twitter sphere roasted them and a lot of the jokes are along the lines of like hey man thanks for doing uh doing the real the real work out there uh glad we got these two pipes off the street really really showed the man or showed the mafia or whatever <laughs> like yeah. <clears throat> yeah a real fucking chopo bus that you got there in your hands there teddy jesus exactly. christ exactly <laughs> meanwhile the real real criminals are right outside so i don't know i thought it was funny it's but it seems to happen more often than not with these police twitter accounts yeah it's it's, it's never like oh my god we saved this lady from falling out of a burning building because granted that <laughs> rarely ever happens so why do you have a twitter account right the twitter account that is probably managed the best is the austin police department that i've seen because they just post hey we have an accident 
injury accident on this road, do this to avoid it. And they post like anytime that they have a, like a sheriff go out and give a press conference for like, like I'm thinking like when they had the, the UPS bombings mm-hmm. last year, like they would post like, Hey, sheriff is on giving a news conference in like 15 minutes and they would live stream it. Yeah. Like, that is relevant and useful information for the public to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no Dallas PD does something similar with like, Hey, this road is closed down for an investigation or like, Hey, alternate, you know, there's a traffic light down here. Seek alternate routes. Like, I don't know. Useful, useful yeah. bits of, of uh, city and public information, not check out the $35 worth of drug paraphernalia. We got off the streets. Sleep it's- easy tonight, Dallas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. It just it went awry as soon as they started. Yeah. I mean, it, someone should have had, and I'm guessing they probably don't have any sort of social media manager at these places. So, or if they do, it's one of the cops, and it's just like read the room, buddy. Read the fucking room. But see, so okay, so they post these two pipes. Immediately the next day, they're like, "Oh, we got these like 70 X pills off the street," and look at this intent to sell 96 pills of ecstasy and four ounces of marijuana. So they were clearly, they took, uh, they took offense to the, because they hadn't posted a drug bust in months, actually, to be honest, they, they got made fun of on Twitter. And then the next day they put two big drug busts on Twitter. We don't even know if that happened that day. That day. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, dude, go get that. You remember that shit in, in, uh, fucking evidence that we got like three months ago can you please bring that out here so i can take a picture of it it really is like uh <laughs> really is like uh super troopers where they have that big marijuana bus and they're like stack the bales higher make it look uh-huh. bigger and you're like do you want a shotgun in the in the shot yeah hell yeah <laughs> like they're standing in front of this big weed bus with guns for no reason it's yeah, it's so funny like they yeah Predictably, someone was like, well, we got to show them that we actually do real police drug busts. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the deal. If you have to if you have to justify your job by, uh, I don't know, doing some shit like that, just stop, man. No, like, mm-hmm. Unless anyone asks, just stop. It's not going to end well for you. Like, you're not going to come out the hero ever. No. That sucks. And I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you you are to some like the neighbors across the street from me who um, their nine one one is Smith and Wesson. You know those people. I'm sure they just fucking love every. <laughs> but ounce they're back of, to blue. That's funny, right? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> they're back to blue. They My nine one one Smith and Wesson. I back the blue because I never need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking rest easy, rest easy, officer. I got this one in the bag. Ba 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 ba. You shot the cat. Sure. Great. Yeah. She was only trying to bring your Girl Scout cookies. What are you yeah, doing? It was your grandson. Really appreciate yeah. it. That was great. I honestly, I'll tell you, like, it, our listeners probably think we just are Fucking the least supportive of police officers, and you'd be right. I, you would be, you'd be pretty straight up accurate. I, you know what? Like, I get it. I grew up in a small town. I knew a majority of the police officers that I, like, patrolled my small town. I went to school with a lot of their, like, kids they're fucking people too man like i don't know what you want from me <laughs> like it's no exactly i mean the thing is, is is like i don't need to put them on a pedestal i know half these people like like you said if you're in a small town you get to know them i i'd say a good 30 percent are just like power hungry raging guys who ended up there yeah yeah and then you run that you <laughs> that is a thing especially in small town in the south 
Yeah, you've got experience. you just you've got a set of people who are college dropouts that ended up there because they wanted a good career. Like, I don't need to put this on some pedestal. Yeah. Okay, I just don't. Yeah, um, I'm fine with cops. I don't have any problem with them, but I'm not. I'm not gung ho like, oh my gosh, they're the best thing to happen to society, protecting law and order. Because they don't. Yeah, no. Like, like they're as biased as anybody walking those streets. Like that's not. They're protecting the law for white people. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, when you say <laughs> it out loud, white order. And and if you if you can't see that, then you're. You you're mean a to tell me? You mean to tell me that uh, noise ordinances uh, enforced against people? Are enforced against uh, are not enforced against all races of people equally. You mean to tell me that uh, permit Brian, patrols Brian, in public spaces? I may or may not have never gotten the cops to come because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah. No, so that's never true. showed up. And it's been three a.m. and I've been belting it outside before. So right. Oh my God, I don't know why my daughter just opened the door and is now screaming outside <laughs> my door. But it is definitely past her bedtime. Uh, I'm going to pause this for a second. I'm going to go investigate. All right. Very sorry about that. My wife and my daughter are having a sleepover slumber party um, for spring break. Oh, and she invited dad. Um, My wife walked out of the room for literally five seconds. And my daughter ran across the hallway and decided... I'm going to talk to dad. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, See if he's interested. <laughs> yeah. She goes, how's the podcast going, daddy? I'm like, uh, would have been going better. <laughs> yeah, no. It's 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 not going now. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I was like, I had to stop it. Oh, why? Well, I feel like we're going to get into that right now. And then I told her to stay in bed. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, I don't really remember where we were, but I think it had something to do with uh, our support of police in the idea of uh, maintaining white order. <laughs> I, I do believe we, we were going down the path of the fact that really like the back to blue effort is really just meant to really? be like, Oh yeah, no, we, we us white people like uh, police keeping the order so that you colored folks stay in line. God damn. When you hear it out loud, it just makes sense. Am I right? Um, no, 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 no. Sorry. <clears throat> I mean, but there's no, there's just no kidding. other way to I'm tell kidding. it, man. It's like, okay, there's outright just murders happening in some of these communities and your response is back to blue. Like what? I mean, yeah. what? Yeah, Frank. I, I don't just, know. It's so tone deaf. I don't know. I, if my you... response would never be like, it's the same thing that happened to the Ilhan Omar lady. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's pointing out that, uh, I don't know, maybe Palestinians are getting persecuted, which, you know, the freaking United Nations said is happening. And I mean, she was like, fucking losers. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, no. And talked about it, spoke out against it. Could have chosen her words better. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Um, But spoke out and she clarified what she meant. And then everybody, including a lot of the, Hardcore Apex supporters apparently were like, oh, man, what an anti-Semite. And I can't believe that we're turning into anti-Semite party and whatnot. And you're like, I just don't have time for this. This is. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind doing? of stuff that just blows my mind that you can't have a reasonable discussion about Israel without being labeled as an anti-Semite. Like, do I support Israel existing? Absolutely. Do I think that Israel is overstepping its bounds and a lot of the power that they hold over a group of people? One million percent. 
Absolutely, as well. And I can hold both of those opinions without saying Jews need to go to gas chambers. Like, that's just the most absurd thing. And, like, anti-Semitism is losing. Ooh, I like that pronunciation. It was good. It was fun. Took me on a a trip there. Anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. But it's losing its power as a a term to a lot of people because if you're just going to get labeled it irrespective of what like how nuanced you try to make an argument, then why bother? Like <laughs> I'm just going to make the argument and you can label me an anti-Semite and we can move on in life. Like <laughs> I don't have like what, that's, any, what's the scary. repercussions to me are virtually nil. <laughs> what's scary is that same argument can be made for uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people calling uh, disagreeing parties fascists. And yeah, the same true. thing can be said for, uh, I don't know, people who were racist for the last forever uh, now going, well, look, you're calling everybody racist. It just loses its, it's like, I don't, nothing, nothing to it. Everybody's a racist a little bit. Like, and you normalize the radical opinion and the radical definition of something. But, or misconstrue it, it altogether. Isn't it all kind of related, though, right? In the fact that the selective outrage has caused people to go, well, I guess if we're, if, <clears throat> We get nuanced in how selective outrage we are to the point where it's like now we're just outraged at everything, <clears throat> right? Right? It's like there's we cut things, we cut no one any slack, and then in the end, that hairline is so thin that if you're if you're walking on that razor's edge, unless you are the ist, then you are or the ism, you are bound to fall off like every once in a while, right? No, oh, yeah. <clears throat> now. Obviously, some more than others in certain respects. Like, I'm guessing if you grew up around zero people of other ethnicity or other color or whatever, you probably fall off that razor's edge a lot more than the next person, right? Like, you haven't had your learning experiences in life to learn. Now, obviously, there's the internet, and I'm not trying to make excuses. Well, I was going to say, you've you've been exposed to learning experiences. You've just chosen not to take those learning experiences. That's a good call. Well, not not even necessarily that. I would say, like, there there are nuanced things that even I didn't understand until, like, five years ago was, uh, like, racist. It wasn't something that I ever said, but I was like, oh, shit, that's racist? Okay. Yeah. And then someone explained it, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But say that stuff now? (laughs) <laughs> and be that person five years ago, like get ready, man. There's four, four nails and a cross and you're about to be hung to it. Like, it's just, there's no, there's no nuanced conversation taking place anymore. And it's that's like, crazy. but that is the exact same thing that you heard in 2016 when you had dipshit number one, uh, announcing his run for office and saying shit like, oh, there's murderers and rapists coming across, and maybe some good people too sometimes. And everybody's yeah. like, well, I mean, he's not a racist. Yeah. Like, yeah you can't just call him a racist. I Do you can't. know that he hates black people? It's like, mm-hmm. Uh, listen. I, I don't need, I think like yeah, his opinion of Mexicans, right? Kind of, I don't, you consider something. them not another race? Like, what do you, what do we, mm. I don't like calling them. What are they? What I don't are, like calling them. Can you think of a less derogatory term than Mexican? I don't yeah. like that. You're like, okay, hold on. Time the fuck out. What are we doing? Yeah. Here? yeah. Are, uh, yeah, are we now like the proudest nationality out there? Like, oh, okay. Okay. Let's fight your battle in a second. This guy just called him like rapist. <laughs> yeah. I, 
uh, one of my. But we're equivocating it in the same argument. You're like, God damn, damn it. it. Yeah, like, no. What are we doing here? <laughs> one of, this is a bit of a tangent, but I, I fucking love it. Every time, anytime I think about, especially Mexican. By the that way, that term. was a great job. That drop was great. It was yeah. like right in the moment where you're like, is he not racist? By the way, uh, can we not use the term Mexican? Can Mexican and then is like, touch and go. Mm, man, I feel like not using the term Puerto Rican. Have you like, yeah. Yeah. you know how mad Puerto Ricans would get if you if you said they're Caribbean? Yeah. Like, you have any idea how angry they would be as a nationality, as a nation? Yeah, no. Like, that's I, almost more important than the race. Like, what are what are we doing here? <laughs> so one of my favorite stories involves a, a good friend uh, of mine. I won't say his name in case he, he probably doesn't care, but anyway. Uh, he was talking to another friend's, like, grandpa. And uh, the grandpa asked him, like, so uh, you're... Uh, Hispanic, like he was like struggling through calling him Hispanic, and mm-hmm. my buddy just goes, "I'm Mexican," and he was like, "Oh, I don't like using that term." He's like, "But that's what I am is yeah. I'm Mexican." You realize I'm like, not from Española, right? Yeah, he's like, "I like to use the term Hispanic." And we're like, "Not what I am." Like it's like we are my my RA in college. He didn't like the term African American because no. he's and I quote, "I've never been to Africa." I'm black. I was he like, said I'm black. Yeah. All right, fine. Whatever, man. Like <laughs> it, 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 like, and it's but that's, okay. So it, here's another perfect example. If you go to South Africa, there's a race. Uh, yeah. This one blows my mind. Colored, yeah. And it blows people's mind. Blew my mind. First quite, time I heard it. Quite literally. It is the term that as a race, they have adopted to identify themselves. And if you call them, uh, uh, <clears throat> I guess at one point, People call them mixed. Like there, there was a lot of nuanced PC terms out there, and they're like, "No, no, no! Please call us color." Like we have a checkbox on the fucking voter registry. Stop yeah. this! Like, what are you doing? And that that the colored race is a mixed race, right? It's it's of- well, it's a huge melting pot. So it's actually Malay, Indian, um, uh, and and a mix of like three tribes in South Africa. Okay. It's yeah because it's a very I, very large melting pot of people. I brought that up with my family uh, before my daughter was even born. We didn't even know what gender she was, and I brought up the fact like, oh, we're gonna have a mixed baby. And people in my family were like, don't call her that. I'm like, what? What she is? Like, she's going to be a mixed race child. Like, no. like that's not a. Uh, the census requires you to select the race of the father as what race you identify as. But on like standardized testing, you just put like mixed or mixed race. Like that's again also why people care about what fucking race you are on a standardized test is beyond me. Um, but I guess no, there's so they can group those test scores by race and privilegedness and income. You know the way we <laughs> cut society up every day. Uh. Instead of just saying, hey, maybe income is the primary driver here, because uh, it normally is. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, can you just put your uh, household combined household income before taxes? That's going to tell us a lot more than what color skin you have. Yeah, Actually, you know what? Like, 1B is going to be skin color. 1A is going to be how much money do you have, and you do know, you have the ability to hire a lawyer to sue our asses uh, for answering? Right. I've just noticed the funniest thing with all these statistics. I don't know. It blew my mind, but- Normally, people with money uh-huh. do better. Huh? I. What do you mean? I just—it's as though they have less to worry about. Huh? 
Um, I, I think maybe like if you think about having money in New York City, it means not commuting an hour and a half to work at McDonald's in Times Square. Getting paid uh, less than fifteen. To get paid an fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, it's it's as though that model of a world isn't based on race alone, but huh. it's really heavily impacted by it. I don't. Huh. Brian, it blew my mind. I had no idea. I'm then, gonna have I mean, you know what? You get your facts from your locations. I'm gonna get my facts from my locations. <laughs> And, uh, you know, narrow the tween shall meet. You know what I mean? Brian, I'm just telling you, we're all starting from the first down one meter line. Okay. We are. We all are. We're all all are. Everybody in society. How come when I looked up before the, before the starting gun went off, uh, and there was like about a hundred thousand people ahead of me, (laughs) you're fucking cheating. They were, they weren't supposed to look up. Oh, I wasn't supposed to. No. Well, I did that notice was there was surprise. there was a bunch of people behind me too. I thought that was weird, but oh. yeah, I just thought they just didn't get the memo. They were starting. Yeah, they on didn't. The 50. They didn't get the right starting time, Brian. That's yeah. not. It's not your fault. Oh, okay, it's not no, your it makes fault. sense. They um, didn't completely understand that the race was going on. <laughs> I get it. Race. Got it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, maybe my, my. I really, I really want to get into this. Uh, uh, this pay for play scheme in college. This shit is so funny. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, we both went to state school. I'm sure we've never experienced uh, someone who really had no fucking business being in school. <laughs> it's South Lake Carroll. <laughs> the whole the school. Fucking down. The whole fucking school. I don't, I swear to God, I know like one person that graduated college from that school. My wife is the only person I met who, well, my wife and her friends were the only people I met who lived in Flower Mound. Didn't go to Flower Mound High School. I think maybe that was the, the key factor there, but uh, that lived in Flower Mound and who wasn't a giant waste of space. <laughs> I just honestly, I couldn't even. Okay, first let's do this, Brian. You opened a new beer. Let's talk about this new beer, and then okay. I want to I want to do a little bit of a deep dive on this admission scandal because I think most people heard it and they're like, yeah, sure, that happened, yeah. and they're they're obviously announcing some of the stuff, but the absurdity of what went on here is so fucking funny. Like mm-hmm. they took they took lying, and then they were like, let's no 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 no. He was an Olympian. Got it. Well, if we're gonna we're gonna do this, let me do my thing real quick. All right. So uh, I opened my second beer. I'm not gonna play the beer count because we're gonna keep it quick. My uh, second beer is uh, it's from Prairie Artisan Ales called O Fudge. Got a cool little label art of an octopus. Grab it a bunch of brownies. <sighs> it is an imperial stout brewed with brownies. You guessed it. Um, it's an 11 percenter, so it's not as big as some of their stuff. It's not barrel-aged. Um, it is also nothing to... Uh, like, you're not going to drink this after Orange Theory. I'm going to tell you right now. Ugh. This bad boy will... It will undo all the good that you've done in the day. I promise you that. I don't. I, honestly, I, I'm going to finish this beer. I'm not going to like finishing this beer. It's that sweet? It's that dense, man. Like, I, oh god, yeah, that looks like oil. It, well, I mean, it's a it's it's a prairie imperial stout, so I mean, it's going to be big. But the it's literally like they filtered this beer through brownie batter and then they bottled it, and they were like, "Fuck it, man, I don't, I don't know." Like, <laughs> there is. I'm going to let it warm up for a while too, because the the last prairie stout that I had was their double dunk, their Oreo stout, and the warmer it got, the the better it tasted. I mean, it was like this rich, velvety, smooth, just oil slick 
uh, goodness. Uh, but this yeah. one, this one is even more dense than the other. <laughs> and uh, I'm afraid as it warms up, I, I may have to fucking tap out on this one. But it is no oh, beer. Really? Left. Like pour it out? It's no beer left behind. So I'm going to have to finish it. But like I said, I'm not going to enjoy gonna it. You're just going to down it. I'm just yeah. going to chug it and call it done. We'll let it warm up and see. Um, you opened up Burt Macklin, I guess. I did. Looks and like it. I'll tell you, so it's not ice cold. Yeah. And I like that. Okay. Because there's a nuanced flavor profile in this beer that I think is more pronounced when it's not quite ice cold. Okay. And it's it's this rind that just comes through so hard. Yeah. The less chilled it is. And it's probably because of the acidics, right? So mm. acidics are more pronounced when they're... It's not just acidics, man. It's uh, any, any beer flavors. Mm. It, any beer flavors are going to be more pronounced as they warm up. Uh, IPAs, like those, especially like that one's a ten percent hazy IPA. So yeah, I'm not quite sure I want to drink this warmer than I mean colder than this. This is it's it's sitting at about fifty seven degrees right now. Oh shit, that's that's probably a little too warm for me. But uh, you're you're definitely picking up a lot more of the hop nuance than uh, mm. than you would lower at a lower temperature. It's so, really tasty. Okay, you were talking about uh, what happened this week with the emissions. Yeah, so. Go so ahead. College admission scandal 2019, because granted, these happen every year. I'm not even why people are shocked that wealthy people cheat the system to get their kid into college blows my fucking mind. Like, yeah, sure. Be outraged. It's not going to change. Like until you make college free for people, this will not change. <laughs> like The colleges have an incentive to keep this going. They get money for this. <laughs> If you're empowered at a college, you don't get paid a lot. As a dean, as an athletic coach for the rowing team, you're clearing 160 grand, but you got to live near USC. You got to live near yeah. Yale. Do you know how expensive it is to live near those cities? Yeah. Like, yeah, of From course, you're going to accept some bribes on the side to get some people to walk onto your team <laughs> to be like full scholarship athletes because they're the next fucking Michael Jordan of rowing. Yeah. Okay. Who, who would not do that? Like, honest to God. Yes. Honest to God, Especially if all you're, if you're doing not. is giving up an athletic scholarship on a team, no one, excuse me, see, that's that's karma for calling the Yale rowing team someone no one cares about, okay? Yeah, no, they, they care. I know the annual regatta is a big thing, 500,000 attend it, yeah. right on the Harvard yard. On the half yard. Avid yard. You got to be careful, man. You still have Boston contacts, dude. You don't want to show up there and... I don't. Get I don't want to insult. I don't want to insult the regatta. Into. Okay, the regatta is one of the biggest things that happens that at Harvard every year. Fucking regatta, dude! You gotta go to regatta. The Yale Harvard relays too. That's no, the Yale Penn relays. Pen. You don't want to insult the track team. Either. Well, I mean, it is just straight Ivy League bullshit at that point. So it, I'm telling you, if you were in that position and you're the 160 grand a year living in Boston, living in New Haven, whatever, coach a year. Uh, salary guy or girl and they come up to you and they're like oh yeah by the way you give up one of your scollies one okay one and i'll sign you a check for 50 grand if you can just get this person past the admissions board done you would do it yeah like all these people act acting like the coaches are so insulted and like they should they should be blacklisted. You would fucking do it every single day. Is it disgusting? Hell yeah. Do you know if you get caught, this would be a terrible thing? 
Hell yeah. Do you do it? I think most people do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I... Uh, it fucking it sucks when you hear uh, the it's like when you said what you did about uh, police really policing white the white agenda <laughs> uh, when you say it out loud it doesn't matter how true you know it is it still fucking sucks to hear yeah and it's not I mean okay so we, th- Brian and I our Ivy League aspirations got dashed in first grade okay oh uh, hold on <laughs> I won spe- hey I had several blue ribbons in the track meet of first grade. Okay. I had a 200, I had a 200, 100 okay. and a 50 blue. Okay. Wow. What I didn't realize that far? what I didn't realize. Oh, they had 400, but I was too chubby. I didn't want to fucking run that. What I didn't realize was that was going to be the peak of my running ability. Is that athletic prowess? It was really, no, not athletic prowess. That was good later on and other things, but really running. Is where it stopped right there. I think that might have been the fastest I ever ran, period, with little like first grader legs. And it was just because I was coordinated enough to move my feet that fast. And then everybody else caught up with me. So my Ivy League aspirations, my Ivy League aspirations left me second grade. I'll give you second grade, but not first grade. Not first. I'm gonna tell you you're in good company because the the cheaters, as they are from here to forth going to be referred as the cheaters had zero athletic prowess. Okay. Like these are the quintessential rich kids of fucking uh, Malibu high who didn't want to be in high school to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) And now their parents are forcing them to go on to college. Okay. Yeah. And not only like you can tell some of them just didn't give a shit because they applied to college and they had every intention of not getting into college. Yeah. Like they're like, there are several examples of kids. So the way the scheme worked, let me just quickly run through that, right? So the way the scheme worked is they reached out to this guy's firm, <clears throat> the Springer guy. He he would arrange these meetings with parents to say, okay, to get your kid into college, what college do you want him to go to? They'd look at the transcript of the kid and they go, okay, so Harvard would be a reach, obviously, because your kid's dumb as fuck. Um, USC, if you have money, anybody can get into USC. Pepperdine, same thing. Stanford, similar, but they have some, like, there's some morality at Stanford still at play because I think their football team got fucked like 10 years ago. So, okay, so they come up with a list of, like, two or three schools that they want to get into. Now, funniest part about this, some people needed help getting into Arizona State University. (laughs) I will tell you. (laughs) As many of our listeners know, <laughs> if you know. cannot fucking get into Arizona State University on your own merit, get out. And you need to cheat an athletic scholarship to get in there. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like, I, did, did you suck your thumb through high school? <laughs> like, what? What were you doing? Well, at the SAT uh, during the SAT section, I stabbed myself in the hand with a pencil. Because uh, I was high on mescaline. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are I'm you telling doing? You, that's like tech, right? Like when we were freshmen, tech lost, oh. almost lost their accreditation. It, you just needed to be able to like spell tech and you could get in. I did it without yeah. a K. You're in. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, CH, got it. Yep. No, you're my. Oh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. T E C for you. T E C H, teach. Got it. Let's go. Like, no, that's not it. You know what? He spelled it right. Can't be mad at him. 
<laughs> teach. He didn't say it right. So, okay. So they go to this guy. They come up with a list of schools. Then he'd say, okay, we're going to go the athletic scholarship route. They could either choose for the full admission package or they could choose just for helping them pass the SATs. Okay. Some of these kids had good enough grades. They just needed to make a score on the SATs or ACTs and they would get into an Ivy League school, but their parents wanted to be sure that they're going to go. So he'd pay. So he'd have the, tip, the parents take them to go get a psych test so that they could get rated to be learning disabled. Yeah, they were using a system that is already in place for people who legitimately need these yep. these things in order to complete the standardized test. Like that's what Mrs. Bryan was raging about the other day. Well, I mean, everybody can rage about that. That's just well, I mean, absurd. But that's you know, that's kind of her, her world of her. That's what she says her thing. Absolutely, but, but it's, it's. I mean, you you hear that and you're like, okay. I mean, I know people who did this in college. Oh yeah, right. So, like, yeah. They would they would fake a learning disability so that they could get three hours on a test that I needed to take in forty five minutes. Yeah, I like we both knew a person that did that. So, yeah, but in the end, like it doesn't it never affected how their standing was in relation to me because they had already gotten out of college. Like in the end, you're only I, fucking absolutely you're only fucking yourself on the back. Well, end. so now to 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 the honor of the kids, okay, if there is honor, yeah, okay. they are. Okay, they would test, they would take them to do this test, and the parents didn't tell them what the test was for. They would get a designation of needing more time on the test, but the more time on the test wasn't used for the kid to take the test. It was used to correct the test. Yeah, that was the, the kid part. took. So the kid would take the test in the normal allotted time, and then someone behind the scenes would fix this test for them. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. So that they can guarantee a score within like a point or two of on what the ACT decided. and like a hundred points on the SAT. I, that's what kills me. Of like when they talked about one of the celebrities, Felicity Huffman. Oh uh, god! The CNN reporter who covered it was clearly not supposed to cover this story because she was like she had no idea what the fuck was going on who these celebrities were she didn't give a fuck she was like uh i'm pretty sure this was aunt becky she was the mom off of full house like nope that's not right ma'am her name is aunt, aunt becky what's her name how could she be the mom her name is aunt anyway whatever uh like she went on she was like felicity huffman uh paid for her oldest daughter to uh get admittance into school and she did they do have a younger daughter but for some reason, they chose not to take that route. I was like, well, real quick, I know why. I know why. Uh, older daughter's a fucking idiot, and the younger daughter had the merits to actually get into school on her own. I think well, that's okay. it. I think but that's I find it. this fucking hilarious, right? Like, okay, so they do all this testing. The kid doesn't know, and then they get the score back, and the kid's like, oh, my God, I got a 34 in the SAT. I'm a <laughs> Or a 34 in the ACT. I'm a genius. You know? And, I mean... <clears throat> They had to be shocked, right? Oh, like yeah. some of these kids had to be like, I knew high school was bullshit. <laughs> and then yesterday, the world just came crashing down. They had been living with this air of 34 in the ACT because not all these kids knew that their parents had cheated for them. Yeah. Uh, the ones that knew, obviously, they, they were flexing and being an asshole. But the ones that didn't know... I feel the worst for those kids because yeah, they're yeah. not smart and the world <laughs> has told them many times and there was this glimmer of hope 
And now they figured out what too good to be true means. Yeah, <laughs> like no. In that same breath. <laughs> I, I thought about that yesterday when I heard all this stuff come out. I was like, dude, how would you feel if you were in class and you start looking around, everybody's like pointing at you, whispering, you're yeah, like, what, what the fuck's up over guy. here? What the fuck's up over here? And you just like open up your phone, you're like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I knew that rowing picture was staged. <laughs> Ah, this explains why I had to buy a bunch of paddles and uh, (laughs) learn how to swim before I came to college. (laughs) So John Lovett had the best takes on Twitter yesterday. He just had two tweets and it was all related to these fake athletes because so in, in the, in the worst way, right. They would lie about these kids athletic prowess. It wasn't like this kid was a good basketball player and could be a very good asset on the bench. Yeah. No, it was this five foot five basketball player is all of a sudden six foot three, <laughs> the best power forward to come out of the state of Washington in like three decades. He visits China for summer leagues. Like it's, it's like, I mean, wow. Could you, could you be any more and no one's heard of him? We're the only ones recruiting him. Like yeah, what? Like, like we got to steal here. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. No, so, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the mindset of fucking lying for your kids that hard that like they, it's not, how did you think this is going to fucking end? How did you think this is going to work? Like, I, I, yeah, my at, favorite at some point, someone gets figured out. Well, Yeah. So uh, the University of Texas in Austin, uh, you talked about losing accreditation. Uh, so I graduated with a journalism degree from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Humble brag. Um, they are one of 100. At the time, there were 112 accredited universities for journalism. Uh, UT used to be like f- top five, top ten uh, journalism schools. And yeah. my freshman year of college, I applied to UT and then they just, I guess their acceptance letter got lost in the mail. They just didn't, you know, send anything back. So what happened there? But anyway, um, I felt vindicated a little bit because my freshman year of college, UT lost their accreditation for their journalism school for the first time. That was fake grades, right? It was, it was faked grades in college. And when they got to the workforce, there's, you know, there's professional societies of journalists who were like, Hey, real quick, what the fuck are y'all teaching these dumbasses in Austin? Cause this is ridiculous. So So they, they have this, this guy on the radio here on uh one Oh four nine, the horn down here in Austin. Ooh, sounds like a good sports station. Uh, well, it's, it's actually most of their personalities are really cool, and okay. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them. But there's this guy named Brad Kellner. He's also the lead alt stat beer pusher in the state of Austin. Texas. You gotta get, hey, somebody's got to pay the <laughs> pay the electric bill, okay? Because being a radio personality definitely doesn't do it. So he he he's a big like. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> he pushes all these products, but the one I hate him most for is that alt stat beer. He keeps bragging about how easy journalism at UT is. Yeah. And I, I, I keep thinking, like, dude, this is not something shut, to brag about. Yeah, like, shut your, your mouth. program <laughs> is supposed to be ranked real high. <laughs> yeah. It should be hard. Like, I know Syracuse churned out most of ESPN's talent. Well, that's every by single, location alone. That's, that's why they Sure, but every single one of them that went through that program said it was intense. It was difficult. Like... They would they would sit you in 
um, like in a, you don't even know what you're about to announce in a booth and they would be like, okay, announce this game. And then you would get graded on how well, not knowing the sport, but how well you could bullshit your way through that because that's half of the job. job. Yeah. Um, I know. I I mean, I had, I have a degree in sports media, my friend, one of uh, the first, like maybe the first degree in sports media at a major university. We did it. We we had to do all that shit. We had to do live broadcasts of uh, uh, game highlights and everything. You did women's soccer, didn't you? I did. So I had to do live broadcasts of uh, live broadcasts of a football game, live broadcasts of a uh, women's basketball game, and then we actually did a live streaming with like instant replay, pregame, postgame, wrap up show, and live announcing of a women's softball game. They streamed to. Uh, the internet softball yeah we did we did fucking legit live live sports were Um, you the color commentary on the women's softball uh no women's softball i actually was the producer for or uh uh instant replay for the game and a producer for the pregame show so oh okay i had to do all the a lot of the i did the opening sequences and uh um, producers also had to create (laughs) You're responsible for creating, in case like rain delays, uh, we had to create graphics and like, but what they call bumps, bumpers yeah. in and out of stuff. So I had to create some just asinine graphics. And instead of just doing graphics, I did like horse neighing in the background and then just like a gunshot and then a thud <laughs> and then crying. And like, <laughs> my bumpers were violent. <laughs> but this was like an internet broadcast. Yeah, this is an internet broadcast. And we knew there was not going to be any any like rain delay i had uh, i had legitimate rain delay bumps and and, like technical difficulty bumps and there was like one of the technical difficulties was like a fire crackling in the background and then people screaming and then a fire truck coming in (laughs) it was it was a whole fucking thing (laughs) i was really proud of my bumps i showed him to my professor and he just fucking shook his head and gave me the look that most people give me when i turn things in there's like what the fuck is wrong with you like (laughs) you Okay. Anyway, sorry. So, I, dive, I I we, we fucking weird tangent. Uh, the the reality of the situation that you brought up is that, like, while money can't buy you happiness, it can buy you a you know uh, admit admission to uh, certain Ivy League schools or Arizona State University, which has always been the case. Like, right? Like, it's you don't pretend that this is any different than Daddy building the fucking library. Like, it's not different. It doesn't have to it's be a just, library. Oh, some okay. Now we found a way for these kind of rich people who are still rich in most people's eyes to play this same game, but they're not going to be able to build the library because guess what? Actually, you know, what's interesting to me. Aunt Becky should have fucking built a library is there are some like marginally wealthy people, which in American terms is marginally wealthy in global terms is they're fucking exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. So in American terms, you're like, okay, yeah, what you're like 50 millionaire, like a hundred millionaire, whatever. But then there are these guys who are legitimately fucking wealthy. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you're you own a VC fund that did seed investment in Twitter and uh Yelp and Uber and and you're you're cheap. like just build the library, man. Like that's at least legal. I understand you like your money, you clearly have plenty of it. If you're really this desperate for your kid to go to school, just give him $50 million for some new computers or something. And yeah. 
boom. Like, <laughs> uh, pay enough money to have them start a, uh, I don't know, say entrepreneurship program. Yeah. And then uh, you, your kids and any of their fucking friends would get a paid scholarship through certain business schools. It's weird how it works, really. Some of these dudes were so <laughs> fucking like staunch with their investments. It's it's I I found, that was one of the parts that just blew my mind. I was like, dude, you have you're literally like you sit on two billion to five billion dollars worth of your own money, yeah, daily, and you couldn't part with what would for most million? people be the equivalent of like five grand, yeah, to to build the library so your son could go to college. Instead, you're like, oh, I'm gonna pay the fifty grand and commit. A felony, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is wild that that is a fucking felony and uh, like <laughs> lying out of a college application. Well, most people don't even know. I, I, Donald Trump didn't know that lying on a mortgage is a felony. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, a lot of things don't lie to institutions. They are felonies. <laughs> like these are things like, that they just make up. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, they're just pencil pushers. What do they know, huh? Yeah, like, that's right. They'll never catch me. Uh, yeah, you're okay. not the fucking gingerbread man. They will fucking find you. I promise. Funniest exchange that I saw, and it, it happens to be the top of this Deadspin article. So if anybody wants to read this, there's there's a whole article where the guy just does excerpts from the 75-page indictment. And they they take out call logs, right? So the the, the key components that are evidence in the call log. So CW1 is cooperating witness one and McGlashan is this private equity guy and he's got a really dumb son who weighs nothing and is kind of lanky and whatever. So he goes, listen, I'm going to make him a kicker. And he goes, McGlashan goes, ha ha, he does have really strong legs. <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, well, this, this will be for, this will be good for uh, one of the, uh, well, maybe, maybe he'll become a kicker. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could inspire him, man. You may actually turn him into something. I love it. And then, oh my God, the cooperating witness goes, I know. Well, let me tell you, I had a boy last year. I made him a long snapper. And McGlashan, like a true fucking bro, just interrupts him and goes, I love it. <laughs> love it. And he goes, He was 145 pounds as a long snapper. So. Doesn't get to finish that thought either. McGlashan, I love it. I love it. That is so funny. So, so then just remind me again, we get all these done <laughs> and the, ob the obvious deal you and I talked about the 50 K and the 200 K. And then how do we know he's in you and I uh, at least know he's in, right? He goes, so, you know, essentially the Dean of admissions, Heinel, who got fired, uh, told me when I get all the paperwork together, uh, I got to create this profile pic. So what I'll probably need is if you guys have any pictures of him playing multiple sports oh <laughs> or something that you can kind of see him, see his face a little bit in action. Um, hmm. Is what McGlashan says back. Uh, well, it would be helpful because I will Photoshop uh, him onto a kicker. <laughs> McGlashan goes, <laughs> okay, okay. Let me look at what we have. That's pretty funny the way the world works these days. It's truly unbelievable. <laughs> I, I want to punch everyone involved with in that fucking conversation. <laughs> so, he gets, listen, it gets better. McGlashan goes, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, my kid showed up at orientation and 
it was the recruited athletes orientation. Uh, how do I tell him? Or he got a letter for the recruited athletes orientation. Uh, what's that all about? Then cooperating witness goes, well, once he, once he gets here, he just goes. And uh, so the guy talks like Donald Trump, right? This cooperating witness, like he knows this is a scam. So he's, he's kind of talking and now he also is a cooperating witness. So he really fails (laughs) at like providing any information to these people. You can tell the parents are just flailing about. Right. So he goes, but once he gets, uh, once he gets here, he just he, he he goes. He doesn't go to the athletic orientation, okay? He goes to the regular orientation, like all my other kids just did. They all got home, and everything's fine. The issue is the specialty program, and he could do. So how does he? Okay, and then McGlashan comes in. And he goes. So how does he? Just as a just as a just as a this plays out. No, I, I worry. My worry is is that he's going to start getting letters at home from the athletic department, and the guy goes, he won't. McGlashan goes, okay. No, he won't. Uh, what he'll get in the summer is a letter saying, come to athletic orientation. But here's what I would do. Well, uh, yeah, what do we do about that? <laughs> so he started off asking, what do I do about this? And the guy's like, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, here's what I would do. I would just tell him, you tell him, listen, I got lots of friends in athletics. You're an athlete kind of guy. And my friends in athletics are going to help you. This is where he goes full oh trip. So I'm letting you know, they're going to help you get in because they have the easiest way in. And all stop the coaches- hitting, Stop I'm hitting your counter. Stop hitting your fucking counter. Oh, I'm sorry. He's driving me nuts. <laughs> he goes, and the coaches, I'm friends with all the coaches. So they're going to help you get in. And, uh, but, but maybe here's a better idea. Maybe this is a better idea. We go this path. Uh, you work with the Dean, but, but, but how, how would you feel if you already know that he's going to get into the program and we apply to letters and sciences as a regular student? So he's like, why don't you just send in your own application and (laughs) we get him accepted through that program as well. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh man. The guy, it's oh, it's too funny. The whole thing, if yeah, if that was at all interesting to you, go read the I, full. It's hilarious. I think what we should have done was we both pulled it up, and I read one part, and you read another part, but we didn't do that. You read we both parts, done. yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, live and learn. Next time, next time, we'll do it that way. <laughs> yeah, we can do it that way. Um, I have something that I wanted to bring up before we before we wrap this evening. All right, give me one second. Okay. Well, you you go and I'll. Are you are you wireless or am I just gonna be talking to myself? No, you're gonna be talking to yourself. Yeah. So we'll hey, just tell, tell, tell them about the social medias and then I'll be back in just a second. Okay. All right. Producer Frank on the on the fucking ball tonight. Jesus Christ. Uh, so uh, uh, we're living in a world where social media does kind of run and occupy our lives. And today, uh, being March 13th, uh, Instagram was down and the world basically stopped. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I didn't know what to do for a good portion of the day. Um, I thought, uh, like, I actually have to do something. Uh, Interact with my family when I got home. Like, what the fuck? Uh, But uh, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully Instagram will be back up. And Facebook will be back live to where it's normally at. And uh, you can go visit us at no Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, they didn't and tell you Insta- Instagram is canceled. Frank, this is why you shouldn't take your fucking headphones off. I've already done this bit. <sighs> anyway. Did you say Instagram was canceled, though? Yeah, okay. 
You did say that? Damn. No. Man, great minds I, things think alike. I didn't, but you're drinking uh, Coop ID5, which is their Brute IPA, which is uh, um, a very interesting beer. Looking forward to uh, what you Look, think of it. Okay, so can we quickly... Parker loves this beer. Yeah, he, he enjoyed it while he was here. I don't think he knew. He, he didn't know it was from Coop until you told him it was from Coop. <laughs> well, like, I don't... Uh, hold on. I don't think he had... No, he did. He uh, did. He sent it, and he goes, Brian, this is a fucking delicious beer. No, no, no. That one was Cellus. He he sent that one through the thread. He, he had, did say the Cellus one. Too. He had... No, I, he had the Coop while he was here, um, but that was at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I assumed that he couldn't taste anything. Uh <laughs> I thought he sent the ID through the. Uh-uh. The only the only one that he sent through was uh, the Celis beer. Okay, fair enough. Celis White. Well, it's Celis White is a good beer. Oh no, you're right, Frank. He did. Oh my God, I I apologize profusely. Jesus, it must have been yeah. a late night send. Uh, it was one one oh six. I remember waking up to that picture. Uh, was that the same night he lit his backyard on fire? It was. It was. Yeah, I would really enjoy that conversation with him next time. Let's put that on the agenda. I'd like okay. to understand. Okay, full disclosure. He said, P.S. Brian, this can is sick as fuck. Flat black noise. Nothing about the flavor of the liquid. The beer. He yeah. didn't say the beer. I didn't notice that. I did notice that. Okay. Okay, anyway. so beer beer smells interesting, real funky on the nose. Yeah, it shouldn't be, just so we're clear. Shouldn't be funky. There should be no yeah. funk anywhere in that beer. You know what this smells like? What's that? Okay, it's going to sound weird. Have you ever unfurled a... God damn a, it. What? Unfurled. The word unfurled already. I'm just... I, okay. Go ahead. Well, it's not... Don't don't be too douche-drilled out. Um, no, but a, a wild game rug... Okay, so like, oh a, yeah, a we've all had those ear pelt or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what conversation you just got done railing on? Do you understand the irony of what you just said? Okay, have you ever hunted anything and then gotten them to? Nope. Turn it into a rug. No, I've only taken the meat off of them and then thrown the carcass out to the wild game because my dad. Well, you should probably skin it and no, then no, have we, it have we, them turn it into a, a rug. It's we would, actually cool. We would skin it and then my dad would go. We don't need this shit around the house. And he'd throw it into like the coyote pit of like a uh, bait. Because for that's what they eat. <laughs> whatever. It just brings the coyotes in and then he goes out and shoots those. It's kind oh. of a, it's a, it's a, it's a full thing. It's a full circle of life. Full Brian dad cycle. Yeah. It only makes sense when you're with Tom. It only makes sense. Okay. Anyway, it's so it smells gamey. Gamey. Is that, is that like. Yeah, no, it's, it smells like a, a deer rug, like a deer skin rug when you first lay it out. Is that leathery? Is that what you're... No, but it's, it's leathery, but spicy and funky. Like, okay. it's it's got this, like... Okay, so Wild Game has a different smell to it, right? If you say gamey, I'm going to fucking strangle you through this. It's not gamey. Okay, just no. make sure. It smells like accumulated dust. That's probably what it what what it would be the closest to for most people. Like when you walk into a barn, similar smell. So what we would describe as barnyard. Yeah, I get that. And then when I taste it, though, I get this like hardcore lemon jolly rancher. Okay, that is just that is wild. Tastes um, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is the descriptor <laughs> I was looking for because so uh, coop. 
uh, I had that beer a while back on the on a podcast, and I was surprised by it because it was actually decent. No, the, Earl Grey tea, but like oversteeped Earl Grey tea, because that's yeah. what I. That is almost and the really exact bland, yeah, and really bland, like yeah. Walmart brand Earl Grey tea that was oversteeped yeah. and then watered back down to take away the bitterness from it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I would say. One hundred percent agree with that because there's this weird herbal, like almost medicinal twinge to it that is not supposed to be there. And just for the listeners, like cough therapy kind of business, a touch of yeah, cloyingness that doesn't make sense. So uh, Frank is drinking Coop ID number five, which is their rotating series of beers. (gasps) Um, this one was their Brute IPA. I mean, this one's also four months old, though, isn't that past? I mean, you we're really be drinking it. Maybe, okay, maybe, but I mean, I know that one has been stored cold. Uh, oh yeah, the whole it time. Make a difference. Okay. Um, the 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 real point is, um, I had that beer when it was super fresh, and it still tasted like dicks. So, well, Brian, luckily it was a one-time release. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, I think uh, go back to that one, ID. Well, and the the issue is like. If this is if you're a new beer drinker and that's the beer that you pick up and you're like oh I want to try this brute IPA style and that's the only beer that you can find f- of that style you're gonna think that that style sucks dicks and it doesn't that beer sucks dicks. <laughs> Brian can at least attest to the fact that I don't like IPAs and I've had a shit ton of IPAs. <laughs> like yeah, uh, but <laughs> I've had good ones, I've had bad ones. I just don't like them. If you're gonna have this brute India Pale Ale. And you're deciding you don't like brutes, just have another one. Have another one. Yeah, give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Is not, this is not what it's supposed to taste like at all. Um, it's nice and light in alcohol, though, so they did nail that. And you're, but, you're giving them props on watering things down now. I just want no, to disclosure. Like, not going, mm. oh, yeah, we're just going to turn this into an alcohol bomb because we don't really want to make the brute style or whatever. I had one of those earlier this month. It was like an 8% brute IPA. Couldn't believe it. I could be down with that if it's done right, but most likely it's probably not done right. It was, it was not. It tastes like a Belgian anything. Oh, like, yay. It, it's a nice and sugary taste. a little bit like molasses candy. You, <laughs> know, you know the old saying, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, that if you miss a style, like if you're brewing a beer and you miss a style altogether, you don't know what the fuck to call it. You just call it a Belgian ale and call it done. Because yep. that's what home brewers do all the fucking time. And it's annoying. That's what I would do. It tastes like candied, uh, what is it called? Belgian candied sugar. Yeah, Belgian candied sugar. Yeah. Like, there's a very specific flavor there, kind of like tempered chocolate. Yeah. If I taste that, I'm like, that's ah, fucking Belgian. I don't care. You can you can tell me it's something else. It's, I don't. It's sort of like this lager tonight. Granted, lager. Okay, you put some bitter fucking uh, hops. Well, whatever. It's, it's great. It's dumb. it's an IPA. Not though. I mean, by definition, it can't be if it's lagered. Brian, the Brian. A stands for ale. If I pour that beer for anybody, I don't care stylistically. Most people, even Cicerones, would misidentify uh, that. Beer. I can almost guarantee it. There are things that are identifiable in ales that are not available in lagers. It's so bitter. I don't think you're going to identify it. I think it's going to just destroy you, it. If, if you have a trained palate, you can taste through bitterness, I promise okay. you. Anyway. All right. Well, this will be the test on the next one. Not right. the next not the next cast. Next time the we next get together, we'll, cast. we'll do we'll do a live a live Cicerone testing. It'll be great. I can't wait. It's going to be it's really going to prove a lot. 
right, Brian, what's your okay, last topic? So my last topic was uh, this is uh, this is the time of year where the Brewers Association releases like their year-end update for 2018. We've talked about this a couple times in the past where we... Uh, is this uh, the most brewed styles, most bought style? No? Uh, yeah, it can. Uh, the graphics that they use this year are just like 5% growth. Uh, in the craft beer world, uh, craft beer. Uh, That's pretty good for a very, very saturated market. Well, remember, craft beer only makes up like 7% of total beer sold or whatever. If I, a really small amount of beer sold in America is craft. So, Correct. Uh, for 5% growth, it's still really good considering the beer market in general is flat down in some places anyway uh economic impact over five hundred thousand jobs uh something somehow craft beers job impact I, like I, this is why i hate infographics like this like they make no fucking sense like seven seven seventy six point two billion dollars craft brewers hold contribution. on hold on can we just quickly yeah. five hundred thousand jobs is parker's three shifts a year yes that is part of broken that. arrow counted as a job yep that is Yep, yeah. that was it. I want to um, be sure. Well, actually, I think for that to to actually count, there has to be uh, W-2 filed. And most breweries, just so we're clear, most breweries do not pay their employees an hourly uh, 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 rate uh, that is taxable. <laughs> just keep that in mind. Uh, a lot oh. of craft breweries, if you really want to uh, dig at the pain of modern craft in America open up the books and look at payroll and start counting heads on a Saturday afternoon and see if those two numbers add up nine Brian, times out of 10. Family. This is a family business. Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old Ted, Rick and Jim, Bob, all family. He just likes being here. Yeah, no, he yeah. loves being here. It's, it's the classic. I pay him in beer. No, pay me in That's, fucking dollars. That is the biggest, uh, fucking railed on that on Twitter. Not too long ago about like, Hey, motherfuckers you can't pay your mortgage you can't pay your rent yeah. in bottles of beer so you pay me for working your fucking establishment and if you listen, can't listen well fargo do you have any idea how rare this other half case is that i've got yeah bro That's at least half my mortgage yeah it's got to be good for you can take this and you can sell it well frank why don't you go sell it <sighs> yeah you know what i can't legally though i don't have a license and uh so i feel like you guys get away with a lot yeah i feel like you signed me up for three checking accounts this quarter alone so <laughs> she fucking why don't how about you, we just call it even why don't you move some decimal points on me here and let's fucking <laughs> help a brother out uh, <laughs> that was ridiculous i don't know why i said it oh i i know it was true that's why anyway um uh 1.1 million home brewers which is wild because I'm pretty sure 1.1 million has been their stat for the last like five years. That's also, not good. how do they? Okay, they they that's. I, I don't mean to rail on homebrewers, but how do you track that? Not even how do you track that. More importantly, if I have a kit and I'm a hobbyist homebrewer, I'm a homebrewer. Yeah. Has that kit been put to use this year? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, but that's also that's also tracking American Homebrewers Association memberships, uh, which are which is fine. I mean, that's there. probably a recurring twenty dollar a year. Yeah, it's like forty, but yeah, 
but yeah, recurring payment on my credit card. Oh shit, I forgot. Nah, son of a bitch. I haven't brewed in three years. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So okay, so we have about two hundred fifty thousand true homebrewers who brew on a monthly basis. Uh, I would say that's probably lower than that on a monthly basis, but I would say that the million people, like one million, that's pretty close to brewing at least one batch a year. Honestly, because it's one, it's not that hard to brew a batch of beer a year, but two. What batch? Are you really a homebrewer? Yeah. I dude, are we calling? Okay, you hop on a cycle once a year, Brian. Cyclist. Are you a cyclist? Goddamn Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I got a yellow oh, bracelet. I got a yellow bracelet and uh, fucking have some, have uh, some honor. Have uh, some honor in the I title. Have none. My parents paid for me to go to goddamn UTEP. Okay, they paid for me to get in on a rowing scholarship at UTEP. I am a goddamn Ute. With minor, whatever the fuck are the lo- lobo? Where are they? Yeah. I don't even know. I didn't even They're care. The minors. They're I the was minors. too busy studying and dominating in my crew class. All right. So okay. Anyway, right. I so just want to be sure you're you're. Oh, you're paddling up the Pecos. Got yeah. it. <laughs> and we're sitting in the Rio Grande catching bullets from goddamn. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Nam. Yeah. Anyway, just goddamn Nam. Nam. Actually, it's, in Mexico, all the way from Nam. Mexican Nam is what I called it yeah. while I was there. Mexican Nam. El, El, El Vietnam. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. So I want to play this little game with you because this time of year they also release the top fifty craft breweries in America. So okay. I want to play this game with you called Craft or Not. Okay. Are you ready to play the game? I mean, I, I feel like let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to read to you. A, a, a brewery, and you're going to let me know if it made the top 50 craft brewery list. And this is the top 50 craft breweries by volume in the year 2018. Okay, and hold on. Do they have a definition of what they consider craft volume? Uh, Frank, we're be? not going to get into all that right now because they just upped that standard to cover <laughs> Boston beer, and they're damn near 1 billion barrels of production okay so it's anybody and their mom that's not budweiser i'm just gonna read the name of a brewery (laughs) and you let me know if it's in the top 50 craft breweries of 2018 gives me a good hint (sighs) bonus points if you can uh, tell me where in the top 50 they fall okay stone brewing okay so question Oh, Where in the top fifty man. based on volume? No, no, no. This is important. Or based on what they like what people think of them. Remember that point where I said top fifty based on volume and Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't I didn't yeah, I lost that point in the other points. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so, so stone Stone uh, brewing. definitely craft. So you say craft. Definitely craft. I'm gonna put them at number eighteen. Okay. I'm writing these down so we can go back to them. I'm just going to okay. do five, okay? <sighs> Let's look through here. Are these prices right rules? We'll get to that. It depends on how how, how well you do. Uh, Is Summit. That first one close? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything. Summit. <laughs> Summit Brewing out of St. Paul, Minnesota, Frank. Okay, definitely a craft brewer. I'm going to put them at 36. Summit. Let's see, 36. Okay. Uh, let's go another one. Hot, hot topic in the news. Founders Brewing Company. Uh, I would obviously rate them as a craft. So here I'm getting scared with these because they all have large distribution. Doesn't, and doesn't mean that they doesn't mean they're big or small. It could be spreading it thin. 
I don't I don't disagree, but what scares me about this is the the craft designation. Like what what are they defining this as? So everything you've read so far, anybody who listens to this cast would consider to be craft. Now, Brian, you I know you consider these to be craft breweries. Fuck off. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Okay, so summit. <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put summit. I said at 36 founders, man, they're, they're everywhere. I'm going to put them at, I'm going to put them at number, number, number nine. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to tell you, Brian's giving me interesting some choice. real, mm. real interesting looks. Mm. And it's clearly just a, mm. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking with you 1,000%. Okay. give you nothing. <laughs> so the next one. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go with this. Shiner. Uh, that is the total Gambrinus family, which includes Trumer Pills and Bridgeport. Okay. So as a Texan, I would consider this to be mass beer in Texas, but craft beer to everybody else so i'm gonna say they define it as craft it's okay. not budweiser it's not bud light okay that's the same house <laughs> yeah but i'm talking about like bud bud and bud, bud light bud and bud gotcha Coors and you know okay so not one of those so i would i would consider this craft because they also do experimental beers they do i mean they do bombers you okay, just have just to, keep like, okay where do you put it where do you rank them we're moving along here. ryan stop I'm okay. trying to move this through. I'm giving some reasoning here. Okay. Reasoning so, not non. It's craft. Yep. Uh, so top producers, they've got to be close. So they're not a billion barrels a year like Boston Beer Works. But I'm going to put them at number. I'm going to put them at number eight because the state of Texas is huge. Very interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. Okay. Now I'm not, I'm obviously not including these California breweries, which I know is going to fuck this list up completely. Okay, interesting that you bring that up, uh, because my next one is going to be a California brewery, Green Flash Brewing. Oh God, these are the guys who went bankrupt. Okay, VC firm bought them, extracted out of Texas. We don't even get them here anymore. I'm going to say, well, they're not in Austin anymore. They have like a beer left here. It's like green flash IPA bullshit. I'm going to call it craft. Okay. It's an insulting craft beer, but it's craft. Uh, it's label identification alone. Matt, Matt beer cans. Actually, if Parker likes this man, get him some green flash. Be not Matt black, but it'd be Matt green. I will. And they distributed throughout California, Texas. They made it all the way to the Carolinas. Like this is a pretty big brewery. Let's let's put them at seventeen. Seventeen. Like so craft seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's say. Let's say. Do one more. Okay. Well, last one. Lagunitas. Okay. Huge brewery. One of the original crafts. Still a craft brewery in my mind. Lazy craft brewery, but craft nonetheless. Let's they're put they're them. Lazy. They're not lazy at all. Huh? They're not lazy at all. No, I mean, I just haven't seen very many new things from it. It's similar to, to 
I would call interesting. I would call thir- thirsty planets lazy. Like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, yeah. craft or not? Yes, to craft. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've got a feeling this list is just all bullshit at this point. Um, if one of these is not craft, burn the list. Okay? Interesting. <laughs> um, I would rank them probably number 12. Number 12. 12 or 13, right? Okay. In that, well, between 10 and 15. Ten, between 10 and 15. Yeah. I'd say if I'm within five spots of any of these, I'm, I'm, it's fair game, right? Okay. With, with your, if you're within how many? I'm sorry. We are, well, whatever you think is reasonable. I think within five is, is pretty good. Okay. okay. I don't know if I'm within five on any of them. Okay. But. Okay. Not close. <laughs> All right, let's start from the top. <laughs> Stone brewing. You said you said yes to craft. I did. I think maybe we should define craft real quick. So craft. I asked you to define craft, and I wouldn't do it before the game because it would ruin the fucking game here. So a craft definition, according to the Brewers Association, is that uh, a brewery has less than fifty percent ownership by uh, a firm that is not in the alcoholic beverage industry. Uh, I'm sorry, outside of the craft beer industry. So that is a complete horseshit definition. I'm sorry. Okay. So, uh, so for example, Ballast Point Brewing out of San Diego, mm-hmm. California, arguably one of the most OG home brewers turned into not giant craft. craft brewer. They are not craft because they are owned by Constellation, a big beer brand uh, that also mm-hmm. owns a shit ton of things outside of beer involving beer, uh, wine and spirits. Okay, so not craft according to the Brewers Association definition. So the first option, stone brewing. You said craft, which is correct. Fantastic work. Um, you said they were ranked 18 of the craft brewers. So, And I will say this. Um, going off of just the craft brewers, you were not right. <laughs> you, you, were, you were not within five. However, going through total overall brewing companies, Frank... You are dead ass accurate. They were number eighteen in total craft bre- or total breweries production in the United States. However, the question was where do they rank craft brewing? And the problem with that is they you are threw ranked completely off with the fucking statement that craft. now Sam Adams qualifies at a billion barrels. I was like, shit. shit. Okay, that's pretty much beer, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Uh, so they actually rank number nine as far as like total craft breweries. Okay. But it was wild as shit that you were dead ass accurate with 18. I fucking uh, bonus points, five, five bonus points for you on that. So two, you're up to seven points right now, just off that one answer. So fantastic work. Um, summit brewing company. You define them as craft. Interesting take. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry. No, they are craft brewing. So they are. They're 100% good. in. That's one point. Um, you pulled them in at 36, number 36 overall. Okay. They don't distribute down here. Well, it has to do with the beer that they make. But um, yeah, that beer fresh is great. Don't even start. Yes, that you beer, got that a beer bad fresh. distributor nope. down here. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> There's sometimes you just fucking can't teach Keith. <laughs> At all. So overall, uh, total beer production. I had no idea, Brian. 
no total idea. overall beer production in the United States. They were number 34 last year. What? Yeah. But in craft brewing, they were number 24 overall. Okay, I don't so. give a shit. I'm going total beer production from here on out. Okay, so you're doubling down total beer production. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're going to lose some points coming up here. <laughs> Get Put your crash helmet on. Uh, <laughs> but those two, that's pretty good. I'm not sure if you want to settle. That's fine. We can settle. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, go blind test any other beer drinker. <laughs> Let's see what they come up with. Founders Brewing Company. You said craft. I did. Sorry, sorry. They are majority owned by San Miguel Brewing um, out of some place that is not fucking America. Mexico. Yeah, well, you'd think so, but I don't know that for sure. It could Me be neither. they're owned by That's... the fucking Philippines. <laughs> they are? I have no idea. Um, yeah. uh, regardless, they're not a craft brewery. However, you said that they ranked number nine overall. Holy shit, hold on. They are... Wow, they are out of the Philippines. <laughs> what, you think I'm fucking some bullshit artist? I did, I, did you know that? Yeah. I, so oh. anyway, it's the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Founders I'm Brewing. Do what? It's a racket. False Fa- advertising. Founders Brewing Company, based out of Michigan, number 14 overall. Okay. Uh, overall breweries by volume in the United States. I said number nine. You said number nine, which... Yep, so that's within five. That's points. Uh, it's not within the two that you've been getting or dead on, so I'm going to give you three points. But that's you still, fine. But yeah, you we, still... can go, we can go scaled. So three points there. Okay. And uh, you said Shiner, uh, the Gambrinus family. You said Kraft, which... Drum roll. Brrr, yeah, it's Kraft. Um, but it's one of those like conglomerates along with Canarchy and... Um, Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which is fucking... It's a Brian, whole, whole good thing. Okay, yeah. So, Gambrinus Craft, one point. You said they were number nine. Very sorry. They were number six overall. Or number okay, six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, motherfucker. They are number six in uh, craft beer production. Okay. And total overall in the United States, well. they are... Not on this fucking list. They're number 15. Sorry. Sorry. One point. I will give you. I said that number one. nine. I'll give you that one point. You said right, number, you said number, number you said number eight. Oh, damn. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Man, okay. that was pretty close. So uh, pretty close. I guess we're going by that list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last one, I asked Green Flash. I should not have asked Green Flash. I did not mean to ask it. Okay, but then let uh, ask the other one. Okay, so the other okay. one. Uh, that I wanted to ask was Lagunitas. You easily get those two mixed up because I they're the same fucking beers for me early on in my drinking days. Lagunitas so, is a hard one. Lagunitas, I, you said yeah. you said craft, and I say uh, no, uh, it's <coughs> not craft because it is owned like uh, almost seventy percent owned. Did I answer Lagunitas? Yes, you answered craft, and you said it was number twelve overall. Uh, no, I thought this was Green Flash. I said we're going to skip Green Flash because I didn't mean to ask you that. Oh, okay. Sorry. So we skipped that um, because Green Flash did go bankrupt last year. It really fucked up their production. Uh, They were bought by venture capitalists, and they were combined their volumes with a bunch of other people, and they didn't show up on this list at all. And I don't know why I fucking asked you. So that's why we skipped ahead to Lagunitas because I did know that answer. Lagunitas is not a craft brand. Sorry. Already no points there. And uh, they show up under Heineken. 
the Heineken brands of family or a family of brands because they are, like I said, it's like 75% owned by Heineken now. They don't even go separate anymore. What do you mean separate anymore? They don't report their own production. Uh, they don't. That's part of that's part of being owned by a non beer. Yeah, so they're like number four. N- yeah, they're number four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're right behind Constellation and ahead of Pabst. So congratulations. Um, Damn, you did not receive any points from that or that. So your grand total. Sixteen points in a game that we really didn't have a par set on, so I guess I that's was good. gonna say I that's, guess that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty good. I think I think it's pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> Considering we threw in some bonus points the last second because you nailed some overall brewing company numbers out of your ass. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, Brian, these are all statistical averages and guesses that are educated, <laughs> a very very uh, moderately educated. Uh, some, so one of the things that I wanted to point out here is uh, there are uh, beer bros all over the internet who freak out every year when this list comes out, and it's hilarious to watch them get all fucking tight in their panties as they're like, what the fuck? There's no other half on there? Where the fuck is Trillium? What the fuck, Treehouse? You're not on here? And people have a real misconception of what volume is. And yeah. It's not volume of pictures taken and posted on Instagram. <laughs> it is it's not volume. volume. It is a volume of liquid sold through their distribution wow. channels. And that's why Yingling always rules number one, even over Boston beer, which is amazing. Let that sink in for a fucking second. So Yingling has been at the top of the craft brewing charts for volume for years. And this year, the Craft Brewers Association had to adjust the number up to a billion barrels to cover Boston Beer's production. And remember, Boston Beer is the family of brands, so that covers Truly, which is sparkling seltzer. Congratulations. Um, Coney Island, which now just produces fucking hard sodas. Congratulations. Angry Orchard, which sells way more fucking cider than any other cidery in the United States. Well, they sell also, like... They probably buy more corn syrup than any other cider in the United States. Yeah, by far. Well, this is also if you want to buy like taste good Angry Orchard shit, go to Whole Foods because they refuse to carry any Angry mm-hmm. Orchard with corn syrup added. So you can at least get some good shit. Uh, and not to include Sam Adams, uh, as well as Marathon Brewing, and oh, I'm sure I'm missing one or two. Truly, uh, I already said truly. Anyway, it's a, it's a lot of fucking beer. And when you look at yeah, but your, you should just break the beer out. I mean, Sam Adams Brewery in and of itself is a craft brewery. Well, and so is Boston Beer, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. it, they're, they're still a craft brewery because they operate within the definition of craft in America. And people always get butthurt <laughs> because, like, oh, they're, 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 they act like a big brand, a big brand. Bitch, no, they don't. They seriously do not. Uh, but then you see people get like, like I said, the Trillium boys get so upset that they're not in here. I'm like, well, if you produced over 7,000 barrels a year, uh, you might have a better chance of being on this list. So just, just to get back to this, uh, cider thing, if you're drinking cider that tastes sweet, it probably has corn syrup in it. I'm just going to let you know. Dry, like super dry cider, highly unlikely. Well, it's um, but not necessarily. Uh, so let me explain this. Uh, corn syrup uh, can be used to increase alcohol while uh, keeping production scale high. So back to that whole like Miller Lite uses corn syrup. Sure, they do, but it's all fermented out. 
none of it is in the final product. Uh, some ciders. Well, sure, because that's the purpose of of, of uh, sugar, sugar in general. Sugar. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Angry mm-hmm. Orchard, like crisp apple, their standard uh, offering. Yeah, that is that has corn syrup added to it and has corn syrup back sweetened to it. Now, yeah. cider in general typically is back sweetened. At least American cider is. Because uh, it's British stuff that I buy, yeah, traditional uh, dry ciders do not sell very well in America. Like they don't sell very well at all. Uh, and most cider, if it is uh, fermented correctly, has very little to no residual sugar left. That's yeah, why if you make super low in sugar, if you make uh, home brew like homemade cider, you have to back sweeten it with um, apple cider concentrate. Otherwise, you will have a damn near undrinkable product on your hands. <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite dry ciders come from England and Wales. Good stuff. I'm I'm not a huge fan of American cider. It's too sweet. The uh, South African guy had started a cidery here. Stuff. His stuff's pretty good. I the Austin East ciders is fucking phenomenal. I like Austin, Austin East ciders. ciders is really good. So he actually imports his uh, he imports apples from France. Yeah, he, he they do uh, concentrate from yeah. Europe over here. Um, they've tried. They, a, his dry cider is the closest you'll get to like a Strongbow in the UK. Well, or, easy, easy with Strongbow because that too is a Heineken brand. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> okay. I'm, and, I'm talking about the stuff that you can buy here. That is uh, at least even, even Strongbow in Europe is Heineken brand and they sweeten the fuck out of it. I learned that the hard way. Anyway, I'm just saying, Frank. You've you never had Savannah, and Savannah is a damn good cider, but I wasn't going to bring up Savannah because no one on this fucking cast knows yeah, Savannah. Yeah, but that's the point of, of us talking about things is to be like, you, know, you fucking whatever. We, we talk for, we talk, we talk on this thing. And words sometimes mean things. We try. Anyway, I finished uh, Oh Fudge from Prairie and whole woo, woo doggies. That is a, I'm going to need to drink like, I don't know, a gallon of water to clear my palate. <laughs> It's, Damn, it is rough. That last. Hey, I meant to ask you, did you get like date? Date? Yeah, because From... normally in those super sweet ones, I get like this prune aftertaste. No, that's usually now I get that with high alcohol mm. uh, beers and high alcohol with age tend to like uh, age oxidation and alcohol combined to me give that date prune like what you picked up in uh, the 2017 bourbon barrel temptress mm. on the last cast i did get i did get uh like big time raisins and like super dried fruit, fruit uh, cake, yeah. yeah uh but that like i said that is due with age alcohol and oxidation or yeah uh anyway so this is the time of the night where we close out this bitch and uh we thank you for stopping in and listening to us Please be sure to, uh, you know, tell a friend about the podcast. Tell, uh, tell a friend, you know, uh, find our find our ignorance charming every now and then. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, have, I have a hard time. We just, we started the podcast by saying uh, we back the blue as long as it supports the white agenda for a little while. And then uh, it took a weird turn right out the gate. Well, know. we definitely did not say that. We said I'm summarizing, <laughs> obviously. Backing I'm the blue means <laughs> I'm summarizing. It wasn't I back the blue because I certainly do not. <laughs> and there we go. That's what I'm saying. So uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to uh, uh, give us a recommendation uh, to, to to a friend, coworker, family member who is like minded and uh, woke as fuck. If you want to flex on some haters, uh, you know. 
let them know about Nobody Left Behind. Be sure to check us out over on social media at Nobody Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to leave us a dope-ass five-star iTunes review because there's no other place that you can review podcasts on the fucking internet. If you want to uh, make some money, develop a goddamn rating site. I would love it. Anyway, for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. For Frank, iTunes, YouTube, we all tune to iTunes. Beto's running. Let's go, buddy. I'm out. Beer!